Welcome to The Gap, where it's our mission to bridge the gap between javelin and baseball training styles. I'm Brett Hart, founder of Hitman Performance, head training conditioning coach at Grind Athlete Performance, and ex-collegiate baseball player turned powerlifter. And I'm Dan Labadia, javelin coach at Southern Connecticut State University and the man behind Jack Javelin. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Does mass equal gas? Take two, baby, we back. <laughs> I forgot to turn the spotlight on. Brett forgot to turn the mics on, but we're good. We're, we're warm now. There's always something. <laughs> the, the we gotta get a checklist on the, the wall. <laughs> we gotta plug the mics. That should be it, that should be it right All, Every episode, there's always something that doesn't stay the same as the last. Every episode's unique. It's different. Yeah, man. The topic doesn't change. We could talk yeah. about the same thing, and it'll be different every time. <laughs> it'll be different every time. Dude, there's so many, so many different avenues. Dude, so many, we can get the TV going. Yeah, we can get the game on. Yeah, we can zoom somebody in. But yeah. yeah, man. So does mass equal gas? Um, let's start talking about like where this kind of came from. Uh, this started coming from, you know, a lot of baseball players that were were gaining weight essentially and and using it to throw harder. And so I, I think you know the one person that I think about with this is is CC Sabathia. He had an interview this this summer with um, Pat McAfee, the former what was he the Colts punter? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So he was like talking about how you know during his time he was like three hundred thirty pounds or whatever, and then one season he dropped down to two sixty, and his velo dropped like five miles an hour, and then he just immediately gained all the weight back, and. Um, and was like, yeah, that's the key. I just need to be heavy and whatnot. And so then after his career now, he's actually slimmed down a lot and has gotten into really decent shape. And he was like, man, this is like the weight that I should have had. So I think that obviously a big part that we're going to talk about today is the quality of the mass that you should have when you gain the mass. But then also like, you know, how does it relate to javelin and how does it relate to baseball? I think that that's like obviously a big, a big hot topic. You know, like I, obviously for me, I, I post a lot about how Gaining muscle mass is essential to boosting throwing power. And, um, you know, there's people that definitely don't agree with it as, as much as, as I do. Um, but I think that it's going to be good to be able to shed some light onto why I kind of have that strong of a stance and why I think it's, it's beneficial for a lot of kids. But what do you got to say about it? Yeah, I mean, does mass equal gas for the most part? Probably. Like, I would say, yeah, because you need to increase just your overall weight and if you can keep your speed and power outputs the same at the weight that you're currently at or like or the weight that you get to then you're just going to be able to produce more force like your peak power is going to be a lot higher it's like force times velocity your force gets up or like your resistance goes up because it's your body weight and you can increase your velocity and the output's going to be higher that's why like Heenan's post the other day was dope because like it was saying the weight average for all the positions on the field and there was only one position under 200 pounds it was second base it was like 197 like all the other ones like catchers obviously the heaviest first base being like the second pitchers like all like the people that you think that need to be heavier are heavier and the people you think need to be lighter are lighter it's common sense like the outfielders can't really can't really get away with being an outfielder weighing 350 pounds really yeah. like not you gotta not gonna cover too much ground you're not gonna right. go, you're just a bowling ball out there at that point but yeah first like first catcher pitcher like the the big dudes and d i don't know if there's a dh weight i don't remember like because now dh is like a universal thing isn't that out too 
Yeah, it's a universal. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, they got rid of that last year. DH is really? Yeah, DH is a universal thing. Dude, so I DH think I kind of like that. I thought it was cool how they were different. No, no, but now it's like universal that they can just have a DH on NLR AL. Man, baseball's changing. Baseball, they got the pitch clock. It's called oh, yeah, the pitch clock. Is sick. Yeah, um, I think people are gonna re- revisit the mass equals gas though later on. I don't know what's been happening, but like baseball injuries have been like really rampant. Like I would love to see any type of studies like correlating the two or like the injuries that are actually happening with pitchers. Like with UCLs, like what's their body weight when they get hurt? Hmm. Or like if like any injury that's that they have, like I would love to see like the height to weight ratio, like to see if that if there is any type of correlation to uh, injury reduction. Cause like, I honestly have no idea. It could be a full volume thing. It could be just them ramping up way too soon, way too quick. It could be like what Sansone was saying is that you're like you're in the pen, you get hot, and then you don't use it, and you get back, and then the next day it's the same thing. So you're going, like you're in the pen getting warm. You really are throwing like a full, like max intent session yeah, before you get like out before there. you get out there. Like you have to if you're going to prepare that way. And then if you don't go in, then you're being able to use the net very next day, and then the same thing that could happen. So you're essentially could be throwing three full outings back to back to back in the bullpen. But yeah, it's not in the game, but your arm's still throwing the pitches. Yeah. So like, I would love to see if like there is a correlation. Because honestly, I don't know. And if anyone does know, that'd be cool to see. But for the most part, the people that have more size to them are able to produce more power. It's like why like John Carlos Tan, Aaron Aaron Judge, um, David Ortiz, like the bigger. Like you don't think you know, you don't see Ichiro Suzuki like hitting tanks. Yeah. That wasn't that wasn't his play style. Yeah. Exactly. And that's where, too, like, I think that, you know, it is interesting, too, right? We see, like, the game of baseball changing a lot and stuff. And I see that, um, you know, John Carlos Stan and Aaron Judge are, like, obviously they're very tall. But those are, are the dudes that are, they're big, but they're also just, like, jacked. And they're not, they're not fat. Whereas you see, like, a lot of the... I mean, you had the steroid era, which was like one. That's yeah, we got to bring that back. Think about baseball changing. We need the juice back in the game. The juice factor. We need the Sammy Sosa. <laughs> hey, shout out. But we need man. the Sammy Sosas. We need the Mark McGuire's. We need the Barry Bonds. Yeah. Like, I think if everyone takes it, it's fair. It's true. Everyone's everyone, on the same plane. If everyone right? takes, if it's allowed for everybody, it's fair. Yeah. But yeah, like, I, I just think that I see like that, right, where those guys are kind of headed in the right direction, where that's the type of like mass equals gas that I'm trying to approach with Jack's Javelin. It's just like, you know, they're obviously big and strong, but they're relatively lean and, and athletic and stuff. And uh, as opposed to like <clears throat> something like David Ortiz and, and whatnot, like... Bartolo Colon. Yeah, Bartolo Colon. <laughs> he was... I mean, he's a pitcher, so it's different, but... No, P.O.'s... Don't use that excuse for P.O.'s. Yeah. Bartolo came into the league looking good. Yeah. Well, he was I, in yeah. there for 20 years. I mean, I think... Yeah, there's definitely... I, I think that, like, you just need to have pride in your body and your, and your physical capabilities and stuff, and I think a lot of that comes from being physically fit and looking the part and, and you know... Um, and also like injury prevention too. Like a lot of those high, like when you're at those higher body fat percentages, you're just, you're more susceptible to injury. You're not going to, um, you're not going to, you're going to, you might produce force 
more just for the sake of like being stronger, but you might actually be slower, right? Because I know you're a big speed guy and you talk about how the higher body fat percentages prevent you from being faster. And so the lower body fat percentages help your, your jumping and your running ability. And I think that that like that coincides with like your athletic performance and yeah, like obviously producing force is important, but also speed is important, especially in terms of javelin. And that's where I think that like, I don't want people to get my message wrong. Whereas like, yeah, I think that gaining muscle mass and getting strong is super important for javelin and for producing throwing power. Um, but you obviously like in terms of javelin, like the approach is so long. And so that rhythm and that speed and that energy transfer is also so important. So you can't put on weight just for the sake of putting on weight and then get to a high body fat percentage and have it inhibit your ability to get down the runway and to be athletic and, and smooth and fast at the end. Um, and I think that that's something that even I'm trying to still work on is, is increasing my speed through my approach and, and being more athletic and rhythmic. And I know for a fact that when I was a higher body fat percentage, when I was younger, obviously I've done a lot of work in the area of running and jumping and mobility and, and rhythm in general. But, you know, when I was a higher body fat percentage, my approach sucked. It was awful. And now it's, it's much better now. And, um, you know, I expect it to continue to get better into this next year. But I think that's why almost in the sense of javelin that I think that the, the quality of the mass, I think matters more in javelin than it does in baseball. Like, I think that from a psychological standpoint, I think being, being ripped and like, like I said, looking like an elite level athlete and being lean and stuff. I think like, like you were talking about with Michael Jordan, when like his coach was like, you take your warm up off, you have the big biceps. It's an intimidation factor. And I think that like, if more people just carried the swag of like being like, like jacked and just being ripped, I think that that has like a lot to do with athletic performance, at least for me too. And societal and society, it holds a lot of weight as well. I think that it, that's an important factor is like, um, like Yoakum was talking about with the bench press. It's like society says that the bench press is an important lift to be good at. So it's our job as coaches to like help them be able to do it safely and do it effectively. And they're like, they're going to bench press whether it's with us or not. So it, you might as well teach them how to do it the right way. Yeah. I've said that. I've said that before too, with the bench It's like, <clears throat> you can learn from all these baseball guys, like don't barbell bench. Like, yeah, sure. They weren't, they won't bench from me. And as soon as I go to like a commercial gym, like, what do you think the first thing they're yeah. going to do is they're going to go barbell bench. It's like, it's 100%. So it's like probably terrible technique. Cause they're not taught by anyone. They're just saying, go do it. Like, just, ripping whatever they see on Instagram it's like so like there are like the back squat too like there's coaches saying like don't back squat don't bench press don't do this don't do that like how about you just do whatever the hell works and the kids enjoy and you'll be all right but um I like your message a lot just from getting like a jack standpoint just because I think just more kids like need to hear it like what like because I know when I heard masses gas I, I just used that excuse to freaking dirty bulk my way up close to 200 pounds. Like, I didn't really get fast. I didn't really improve anything baseball-wise. I got stronger, but baseball-wise, like, nothing really improved. Like, my exit velo, I didn't really track as much, but, like, I know, like, my exit velo didn't really skyrocket. I didn't become this great hitter now that I was fat. I was, like, 20% body fat. Like, nothing. I, now I'm just a heavier, 
worse athlete that gets out of breath faster because now I have to catch like I have to catch these bullpens at a heavier body weight now with extra gear on yeah more pressure on your knees like you're not used to it mine were the hips my hips would get destroyed but I was like like you want to increase weight yes but you also want it to be weight that is beneficial and that you can use like you don't want to just put on 20 pounds for the sake of putting on 20 pounds and you still now you move like shit you get out of breath really fast and now you're a worse athlete because of yeah, it. Like absolutely. On, like on paper, like yeah, you you're heavier. Like that's that's cool. Like that's not the only thing that like it's gonna take a longer approach. If you can gain like a pound, like every two weeks, every week. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Like and like it needs to be like, it's just as long as it's trending in the right direction. But like don't try to put like oh season starts in two months. Let me freaking put on twenty pounds. Then you're gonna go to the season. And you're gonna suck because yeah. you feel like shit. Yeah. Well, that's a big thing for me too. Is like. God. Oh, no. How are they going to know we're on there? <laughs> <laughs> How are they ever going to know? But that's a big thing for me, too, is like, um, you know, I use this example a lot when I was getting ready for like my, obviously I was younger, right? So I'm going to improve no matter what. But when I was a senior in high school, I was 225, like t- over 20% body fat. And I ran like a 5340, right? And then yeah. it's like this summer, 225 you know, now, you know, six, seven years later, but now 225, way leaner, like, right, like probably 14% body fat this summer, um, which is still kind of heavy for me right now, but that was intentional. And then, um, and ran like a four, six forty. So it's like, obviously, you know, when I had that high body fat percentage and I was slow and I was weaker, then I lost the weight after my Tommy John surgery and then slowly built it back up. And now I'm like, all right, I'm at that weight, but I'm also leaner and I'm also faster and stronger and more mobile. That's the type of gap. That's the type of mass that we're talking about that will improve throwing power. And it has, you know, like all of my throwing KPIs have improved, um, since I graduated college even. And I've been up and I'm up like a couple pounds since then. And that's also like, you know, there's a lot of other factors that, that go into it. But, you know, if I didn't have that ability to be like injury free and be mobile and be fast and athletic, then it wouldn't apply the same way. Because when I was big, like my senior year of high school, freshman year of college, I was hurt all the time. I was slow. I, you know, I lacked the muscle mass, right? So I, even though I was tw- 225, same way I am now. I lacked the muscle mass because I had I ate a much lower protein, lower quality diet, and so I lacked the strength as well. And it's like, all right, I had Tommy John, that was my rock bottom, and I changed everything, lost 20 pounds, slowly built back up, and that's where I put on the weight, where I was able to gain 20 pounds, still have abs, still be 12% body fat at a certain point, and like get faster, get stronger because of the diet and the weights but then also like you know that's where it's like it's all encompassing right like the jack javelin it should be mobility high quality weight and strength right it's not just like get big it's not just you know eat protein it's not just you know put on weight in general it's like you have to be lean you have to be big you have to be mobile yeah it's just all all it takes to be an elite athlete Plus being good at whatever sport you play. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, but even I'm still I, working on that one. Yeah, everyone is. I was I was just thinking. I thought it was just funny. Like if you're just ripped, and like like you're still playing whatever sport you are, but like you just look jacked. 
you just have a bad game. She's looking in the mirror and being like, ah, at least I'm still jacked. Yeah. <laughs> you, still got, you always still got that to fall back on. Yeah, it's like, even if you have a bad game, you're like, yeah, ah, still people, good. people in college, like, you know, they didn't know that, like, I was struggling in my sport. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. was like, they saw me, what I looked like freshman year, and then by junior year, they were like, oh, shoot, like, this dude looks way better. And, like, this dude's on the track team. Like, I see him posting workout stuff all the time. It's like, they didn't, no one, no one actually pays attention to javelin. You know yeah. what I mean? They just you know, can, they just can, know I do the thing. You know? yeah. <laughs> they you see what have, I look like. Yeah, you could have freaking rock hard abs. You can have, just have one picture of you pitching on the mound. You could have like a 99 ERA. No one cares. Like, <laughs> you got, you haven't won a single game your whole yeah. career. And like, that, the only people that care are like your teammates and your coaches. But like, yeah. like the outside population, like it's just so like, fabricated like how much in our minds that we care about like certain things like people only see the outside of like who you are and if you look good they'd be like i'm gonna trust that guy it's just natural like don't like how like um like personal trainers like don't trust the guy that just only posts like the shirtless pics like all the time like because that's, that's all they got like they got nothing else to them but like, people still buy it yeah. like, people still buy it because they just, just auto assume like oh abs in shape like it's not like yeah. it's not a high uh, IQ take but that's just what society is like and what society is now is that everyone's fat and out of shape so if you even yeah. look like you work out once a week people are going to assume you know about fitness and training yeah and they'll ask you a million questions but that's just like it's cool for athletes to see like hear that is that it you should take pride in your body comp and like that's just it's just your body and Absolutely. the sport isn't really like it could be a factor for it to help you down the road but like for just healthy eating habits to sustain throughout your life, like use the sport to help start it. Like if that's your excuse that you need to have to like eat healthy, yeah. like use the sport to make that excuse. Be like, I need to eat like this for my sport. Yeah. And over time, those habits will just become so routine yeah. that like you'll pass them down to your family and hopefully like it just keeps going on. But like we don't need more fat people. Yeah. We have plenty of fat out of yeah. shape people, like a yeah. lot. And that's the thing too. I always say focus on performance and aesthetics will follow. You know, and, that, and that's where for me, a lot of the time, I actually get leaner when I'm in a, like, power athletic speed phase rather than, like, a hyper, even though my weight, lo- weight room volume is lower. And that's because I'm bur- I'm just burning a lot more calories mm-hmm. doing that type of stuff, like running and jumping and Dude, I look throwing way, more. I look way better when I do, like, yeah. like the speed training. And, the and that's, like, for me, like, if I could just freaking actually, like, commit to right now, like, I've just been having, in the college I was fine with it, but now it's, like, obviously a lot busier now. If I could commit to, like, a two- or three-month period where I had a higher hypertrophy phase in the weight room and also did more of the athletic stuff, then I think I would, I would really benefit from that. But it's just, like, very hard to, to focus on both at the same time. And, like, um, you know, obviously, like, when you're super, super sore from a hypertrophy phase, you're going to do less of the athletic stuff. Yeah. Even if you say you're still going to do it, you're still going to do less. I was talking about how, you know, you were saying, like, you have the um, to take pride in what you look like and how it still could apply to other areas of life and like, you know, you just have that, that confidence and taking pride in that body composition. Well, I was going to say what I was talking about earlier was like how, um, you know, at a, if you train the core, especially as like a regular muscle, like a lot of people kind of treat the core as like they do planks or they do like, you know, med balls or whatever for athletic performance. But a lot of them don't train it like a, 
like a bicep or a chest or a tricep or something. But if you actually train your core to be to like, you know, their muscles, just like any other muscle, you could train them to be bigger and they'll pop out at higher body fat percentages. And that's something that I noticed too, is like when I was like 205 after Tommy John, I was actually technically like fatter than I am now because I was like 16% body fat at 205. And that wasn't because I had a lot of fat on my body. It was just because I lacked muscle mass. And, um, and as I worked my way up, I also trained my abs like very slow and controlled. I did a lot of spinal segmented sit-ups, a lot of like slow and controlled, like curling up, curling down, and then also like added weight. But then I also trained them for athletic performance and they obviously get worked in like squat and whatnot. But I did a lot of like the, you know, med ball throws and stuff like that. So my abs now, they're they're built, you know, and they protrude out now that like, you know, I did an intentional bulk over the last year, got up to 230. Even when I was at like that 227, 228 range, like you could see, still see like my core popping out, even though I was at a higher body fat percentage. So there's like those little tips and tricks too that you could play around with that will help your aesthetics that are still, you know, they're not, they're not going to hurt your performance. You know what I mean? Like it'll help your core to be big and strong and whatnot. You gotta make sure that you're still training it for for functional strength like having the the spinal rotation and the flexion to extension is obviously going to be really important but you know you can build the abs so that they pop out at higher body fat percentages so you don't need to be super lean all the time in order to in order to like look jacked you know and um it's the same thing like i think that like obviously i use your before and after photo as an example of that as well <laughs> <laughs> that toes blew up <laughs> dude after that i stopped i'm sorry i'll get back i'll get back on the nutrition page soon but it's just not my main focus right now but i literally stopped i stopped collaborating with the nutrition for, page because for context takes, I'll, I'll explain those posts i'll, ex I'll explain it. it's one of the funniest upward nutrition posts i've ever like i've seen I'm gonna pull it it's got that. it's my before and after like he's he's used before like it's it's like 20 pounds in between photos like three percent body fat like it was a good before and after but he posted on the upward nutrition page and you collabed it with your page or the main page? The main page. The main page. And it got one like <laughs> in one comment. And I was the one like in the one comment. It like didn't hit the algorithm at all. Like it just did not show. I think it was like I think I might have posted like something else. On, it just didn't on get the main it got page. no love. It got no love. And I thought that was so funny. And then that's why I got him to laugh because I just said viral. It got two likes now? I'm trying to see if it's even still up. Oh, you are still on the page. Dude, it was so funny, bro. Let me just like randomly, like, we'll just like send it. <laughs> I don't see it up here anymore. What? That's I'm missing it. Your photo. Yeah, I just sent it to you the other day. Viral. I think it might only be on the nutrition one now. That's crazy. Oh yeah, see, you got the, the main page was removed. Oh no, dude, it's freaking got a lot of likes. <laughs> it's still there though. It's still, it still just has. You can't, you can't delete it. You gotta keep gotta it keep up. It. <laughs> I'm keeping it. It's so funny, but um, but yeah, no, like yours was a good example of that too, where it's like when you were a little chubbier, you still had the muscle like underneath, 
So when you cut down, like obviously you were a lot leaner, but like I I, I just think this is funny because I will just and I'll let you finish. But like that post, like the before and after, you're like you know how many people have said like that's not even a bad before, like that before is like you you're still in shape. Like I want my I want my after look like your before, and I'm just like this is my thought process. I'm like every like. That's what I'm saying is like the society, like if you just look like you work out a little bit, like people think you look good. Like in our minds, because we're in it so much yeah. that like we look at the before and I'm like, that's clearly like I can do better. I was like, clearly, like you can see it. Like I, I did do better. And like, we look at that and you're like, how in people's minds do they think like that's like good? I was like, I, it's just like a completely different world to me. Like, people were like, that's not even a bad before. Yeah, Yours were you're still, like, ripped, though. It's, like, funny. Yeah. Like, well, that, yeah, somebody said something about that the other day. It's like, how, like, is that, like how is this a before? Yeah, I was like, I gained 20 pounds from this one to that one, and I, st- and I got more lean. I was like, it's like a, yeah. it was a, an example but, like, of how. If you're not, it's it's funny that, like, if you're not in the fitness world, and, like, like you see the before and afters, like, everyone expects you to be, like, my 600-pound life to, like, yeah. 200. Like, obviously, like, that's a big before and after, but, like, like, that was a huge win for me. Like, I saw my ass, like, for the first time ever. Yeah. Like, that was a huge win. I was like, yeah, I was like, stop saying that's good. I was like, that wasn't good. <laughs> it's yeah, like, I was like, I don't like put, that one. Like, no effort into it before that. But, yeah, I mean, I like I said, like, you know, by doing the due diligence and gaining the muscle mass. And I think it's all about, like, <clears throat> obviously, you know, maintaining strength is important and stuff. But a lot of what it comes from is just that initial deposit. Of like that initial two years of like just really grinding and, and putting on the muscle mass and, and gaining the strength. And then after that, it's like, it's relatively easy, especially like, especially if you stay active and you continue to train, right? If you come, if you stop training completely and like you stop doing all sorts of athletic stuff and just like, then obviously you're going to tank off. But like for me, for example, like I... I'm not maxing out like any lifts this, this I mean I, I might max out but I'm not structuring a whole like three month block to intentionally hit a new PR this this year because I'm just like you know what I've had my time in the weight room of like you know deadlifting and squatting and benching like crazy numbers and stuff and like I had my whole three month program designed just to hit that number and then once February came around I would start focusing on javelin or whatever I'm like that's not my main focus right now. I need to focus just on throwing and stuff. And so I'm just like, I'm not going to drop off. Like my strength numbers aren't dropping like crazy low. Like it's not my main focus yesterday. I still did 295 for three on the bench yesterday. It's like my best ever was 305 for three. Yeah. You're right there. I'm 10 pounds off and it's not, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm still training. I'm still doing strength training, but I'm not, I'm not working in that like 90% range where my CNS is shot every day and then like I show up to train the next day and like I can't like I can't do throwing drills to the best of my ability because I'm so sore it's like I grinded that way for like two to three years in college where you know my main focus was strength and mobility and and whatnot and it's like I have that like pretty much in the bag now where like now it's like I don't need that to be my main focus and because I still after I do my throwing workouts and run and whatever I go to do my lifting and it's not my main focus anymore but I'm still I'm still improving and I'm not I'm still maintaining that that level of strength and it's but because I did that initial deposit of like getting to the point where I was able to bench like 
330 plus and squat 450 plus and deadlift for 550 plus it's like those numbers are good enough for athletic performance at least like for me and like I don't need to continue to just like grind forever to to just keep chasing better numbers and a better physique it's like as long as I stay in it and then shift the focus like I'm still I'm still maintaining it very yeah. at a very high level you know yeah I think that's important too just like as like we get older as coaches is just to keep training like how we want our athletes to perform it's like we're not gonna sell out to like deadlift 600 pounds like 700 like if you get 585 like what's the point like trying to just dedicate straight to powerlifting it's like you still want to sprint and jump and do all those things and in order to do that at a high level you have to make sure your body composition doesn't get like teetered off I know if you just go all in on powerlifting it's really easy to stop caring about your body composition because like you just like you eat the eat the gummy bears in between the sets you do your three lifts and then you leave like it's really easy like but if you want to sprint and jump and be fast and explosive like you can't let your body comp like go to shit like you have to be lean if you want to be good at that like if you always make that uh an objective like in your head like a goal for you like as a coach is like to want to compete with the athletes like I hopped into the sprints the other day with some of the guys because I just wanted to. And I was like, I was the fastest out of them. Like, that was sick. I was like, I wanted to be. I was like, that's what the whole point of my training is, is like, I want to keep doing the athletic stuff. Is that, um, so I can just show that I, like, I know what I'm talking about because I do it. Like, I do yeah. the thing. Like, I never want people to be like, well, can you show it? And, like, and I go like, no, like, I can't. Unless I'm hurt. Just very likely. I get injured very frequently. <laughs> For whatever reason, my body just doesn't like it. But I'm so stubborn that I'm going to keep training athletically and like join a pickleball team maybe one day. <laughs> or play slow pitch softball. Yeah. But um, like, I'm going to do something athletic. I just have to. Like, I'm not going to be able to like just say stagnant forever. Like I'm going to have to do something. Like The winter time is just boring, though. Yeah. But um, it's just important for kids to know that like mass helps them. Unless they're like really fat or overweight, yeah. like then they'd have to lose a bit. Like there's a fine line between like just putting weight on for the sake of putting weight on versus like actually using it to help with what your outcome is. Like if you want to throw faster, run hot, run faster, jump higher, like whatever it is, like you still gotta look decent. Yeah, absolutely. You know, especially in terms of the body composition, like the mass equaling gas is like super important for javelin throwers because of the because of the approach and like how you know you need that you need that speed to carry through the end and it's like if you're at that higher body fat percentage you're going to um you're going to be slower and you're not going to be able to carry your your speed and not going to be able to utilize like the weight because it's like if you're gaining the weight but then you're going slower it's kind of like evening out. Dude, look, like, at, look at Zion Williamson, bro. Like, this is a basketball example, but the man can't play two games at a high level in a row. Because yeah. he's so fat. Like, he's so out of shape. Stephen A. Smith said um, he, like, uh, chefs are excited for when he goes to the restaurant in New Orleans because he's going to eat the table. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you're a professional basketball player getting paid millions of dollars, and you can't just lock in on your on your body it's like there's a reason why lebron is able to do what he does for 20 plus years 
like because he takes care of his health like he has he spends over a million dollars on nutritionists every year tom yeah. brady was the same way like you don't need to spend that much money like literally just watch like a youtube video and just apply it like you'll be fine but like there's a reason why the longevity of your career like the people that don't prioritize their health and like how their body looks and feels like those are the guys that burn out really fast yeah like they don't have long stints in any type of career that they're in yeah like if, if you like who was it like Ocho Senko, I think is probably the only one that I could think that like yeah like is the outlier but like how long was his he's career a, he's got a freak metabolism he does have a freak metabolism I don't know I don't think it was that long though yeah yeah like I don't I'm not gonna butcher because honestly I have no idea but I know like Zion's like year five in and he hasn't even played he's never even come close to playing a full season and not even close like the most games he's played in one year was like like half like he got like 40 something they played 82 games like they're gonna need him in the playoffs like the playoffs are a little bit like hectic like, they, if he does if he's not conditioned for it like you can't play like he can have he can have a LeBron James level performance one day and the next day like get gassed by the second quarter and have to sit out because he ate too much gumbo yeah like, but it was like that was a pro player doing that. Like, imagine like what high school and college kids are doing. Like, that aren't getting paid that much money. Yeah. Like, like that's free genetics. Like, if you don't have free genetics, and you don't care about your diet, like you're never gonna make it. You gotta have, you gotta do something. You gotta you gotta prioritize something at, at some point. Like, if that's a like if if that's a priority to you, like that's what your goal is. Like, you just have to take it a little bit more serious. Yeah, you just gotta lock in. It's like. It's one of those things too, where I think I think that, like I was saying, the the initial deposit of the diet is is a big one too, because like, I think getting down to like that really lean physique is difficult, but then staying there and then staying within like a percent of, or two of your best is like not. I mean, it depends on how how good your your best is, but like, for example, if somebody's like, you know. 20% body fat, it's going to take work to get down to 12. But then once you get to 12, it'll be relatively easy to stay around like 14, 15. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be impossible. And you don't have to be there year round too. I think that in a winter phase, like right now, you know, we're in Connecticut, we're in December, it's cold. Right now, it's like you're, you're probably in like a heavier lifting cycle or like a higher volume phase and trying to do athletic movements it's like it's okay to be in a little bit of a surplus right now you got a bunch of parties and like events to go to and stuff like yeah helps recovery yeah you know and all that type of stuff and then you know when you're trying to like if you're talking in terms of baseball and javelin like you know around end of january beginning of february lean out a little bit you know you're not going to be pushing it as hard in the weight room probably as much getting closer to march like you're not going to need as many of the extra calories. That was actually a big thing for me too, is like every track season I gained weight because I always felt like I was always beat up and tired from like, like the meats and stuff. And like, felt like, you know, I always felt like I needed the extra calories to like recover, but then we weren't, our lifting volume was so low that I wasn't really eliciting that adaptation of like, you know, I wasn't getting any muscle fiber breakdown. I wasn't, sprinting as much wasn't burning nearly as many calories and would just be eating the same and ended up gaining like five pounds and like feeling kind of like out of shape towards the end of the season um which i think is an underrated 
an underrated aspect of like having really good mobility and being in like a really good physical shape is that now, um, you know, like me and Jordan are at the point now where it's like in that, in that season, like we could still, you know, lift very heavy and throw out of full approaches and, and not have to worry about being like beat up all the time and, and these aches and pains and stuff, because we've trained to the point where like our bodies is able to adapt like I was never able to do that when I was younger, but because I've been doing it for years now, like I don't I don't feel like beat up anymore when I when I am in like lifting and throwing at the same time. I used to never be able to do both at once, and it's like now I'm able. It's going to give me an edge too that during the season you're able to keep a little bit of volume in there, so then at the end of the season you don't have to like restart all over again. Yeah, you lose. A ton of weight during the season too, like for baseball, is like because yeah. just well, it depends. Yeah, I mean, you might lose like muscle mass. Yeah, for, you lose just like for me, I always noticed that like I lost muscle mass and gained fat because I just like wasn't wasn't training as much. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, those seeds like those, like when you're in season, it's just tough because baseball plays. I mean, minor leagues they freaking play a lot. Like they're traveling on the road. Like, you don't have access to, like, high-quality food all the time. Like, you got to eat at a gas station. If I got your YouTube video, send it to them. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's um, true. It's going to be a big one. Yeah, but it's hard. Like, it's hard to get, like, high amounts of protein. And if you just are always eating out at gas stations or, like, going to, like, these places. Because if they have to go eat and they have to stop, they'll, they'll stop at, like, 2 in the morning. Like, what's open at 2 in the morning? A Waffle House? Like, yeah, they go to a Domino's. Waffle House. Domino's. And then, like... Like, are you really, if you're, like, that tired and that sluggish, like, are you really going to stay that committed to your diet of, like, I'm going to, I'm going to splurge a little bit, probably. Like, that's just yeah. how it is. Like, it's just, like, you're, like, yeah, you're, you're on fatigued. the road for that long, you're fatigued, yeah. you're not going to make the best decision, like, for your dietary goals, but it's, like, that's why you have to work that much harder in the off-season so you can maintain it a lot better in-season. Like, that's what Eric Cressy was saying, too, is, like, what's the best in-season program it was like, well, what'd you do in the off season? Like, if you worked out five times a day, like five times a week, every week for the last three or four months, you can get away with training two times a week during the in season, maybe times even one time a week, and do some light mobility and stretching, because you've just built up such a huge base that you don't need to do nearly as much in season to maintain that. Like, you can always just have it. It doesn't like disappear overnight. Mm. It's like um, there's some studies, like the max strength in the aerobic capacity it takes about 30 days for it to diminish that's why like your strength numbers like never really like you're never really going to tank your strength numbers it's like if you just stay active doing it like as long as you touch it in like a 30 day span like it usually stays roughly the same like you maintain it pretty well sprinting on the other hand though is much faster like if you don't use it and like five to six days like after your next sprint session like that's when you can start seeing some uh degrading of your ability for it that's why like sprinting is like if you don't use it you lose it Mm. so that's where like you would want to start you want to stay sprinting in season for injury prevention as well like if your hamstrings are more used to the higher velocities like they'll stay more resilient because you're just doing it more Mm -hmm. but it's like if you don't use your speed you're going to like it's going to taper off and that's why like every time like I start up sprinting back in the like in the spring like my flying ten is much slower than what it would be my peak at like I would get like a one oh seven my first one I did last year I was like oh one thirteen so I guess 
obviously, and then you got to get back into it. But yeah, if you don't, but I wasn't sprinting consistently throughout. Yeah. Just because I just didn't want to, because it's cold, and I don't, I get tired of the, just doing ten yard dashes over and over again. Yeah, ten yard dashes are tough. That's what I mean. I, I think it's cool to get good at acceleration, but then it's like at the same time too, because you never get into that pull phase. I feel like my, uh, you know, your hamstrings and, and hip flexors aren't accustomed to like that top end velocity, like or the top end. Oh, speed. you're not even close. Yeah, I've so, never, I've never seen anyone get hurt running a ten yard dash. <laughs> yeah, like, it's I, like, know. I think it's like impossible. Like I'm not, not gonna wood. <laughs> Who knows? Like we could do it today. But it's like. Like, I've never seen anyone get, I've seen thousands of 10-yard dashes. Like, no, like, nothing. But then you see, like, some 30s, and you're like, ah. Yeah, you start <laughs> to feel like, ah. Connor pulled his hamstring yesterday doing a 15-yarder. Oh, no. But that's because he hasn't done it. I was like, not your Connor. The, yeah. I was Does like, he, like, work out or no? He trains, yeah. He just doesn't do anything athletic. I was like, that's the point. I was like, if you don't sprint often, like, your hamstrings aren't used to, like, no amount of eccentric Nordic hamstring curls and RDLs are going to prepare your hamstrings to sprint. Yeah. At like twenty two miles per hour. Got to do the workhorse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got any closing remarks? That's it, man. Just don't be fat. Put the cookie down. Like yeah. eat appropriately. Like, and if you have to bulk or if you have to ask bulk or cut, you probably have to bulk. Yeah. Like you probably have to just eat more. Just eat eat protein. Lift weights, please. Please. Please do mobility. Buy Jack Javelin. <laughs> Buy Jack Javelin. <laughs> All right. See ya.